What is the crack folks? My name is Ryan Duff and this is the Spinning Pebble Podcast. This week for our first episode back, I'll be speaking with Alec Wickle. Now me and him done an interview about a year ago, talking about his first EP, All My Mind. If you want to go check that there out, it's at spinningpebble.com, the whole interview's there. This time around he's released a new EP. Now since we've done this interview over Skype, it is not the best quality, so apologies for that there. But I am just getting back into the swing of things. Also, if you or if you know someone who wants to be a guest on the show, please hit me up at spinningpebble at outlook.com or just search our social media, Spinning Pebble, DM us on any platform and we can work it from there. But now let's get right into this here. This is my interview with Alec Whitehall. I hope you enjoy. Thank you very much for coming on, Alec. How yeah, man, of course. I'm doing pretty well. How about you? You're not too bad. Uh, yeah. So last time we spoke, last interview a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. you just released your first project, On My Mind. Yeah, um, correct. Yeah. How did that there perform? So up to sort of your standards, what you thought? or? Uh, it actually, it did a lot better than I thought my first EP because, you know, that was I just kind of made that because I've been writing songs for so long. I've been playing guitar singing for so long that I was just like craving putting out music, you know, like I didn't really... I didn't make on my mind for for like the streams or the numbers or anything, but so it actually it it did do better than I expected. I mean, and like let me love you and green eyes were the two that kind of went off from that EP that people really enjoyed, and that one's still getting added to Spotify playlists and it's still like the numbers are slowly climbing, but they didn't go viral or anything. But like they just did a lot better than I expected, so it was a good experience to have. Were you like actively pushing that there? Or were you? Making I wasn't really. No, that's funny that you mentioned that because like. With this EP, like, I, like in the last year, in between the EPs, like I've grown so much in terms of like how I market things and how I like promote things. But that first EP, I really just like put it out there and like said, "There it is, like there it is for the world." I didn't really, I didn't have any ad campaigns. I didn't do any playlist pushing. I didn't really email anybody about it. I literally just put it out. And it, so for that fact alone, I'm I'm pretty proud of like the numbers that did, even though it was just like. I think they're both at like 7,000-ish on Spotify each. But, I mean, without doing pretty much anything, I just kind of put them out there. That's impressive for, like, being your first project and doing it sort of all indie. Yeah, they're, good. they're decent numbers for your first time, man. Yeah, I was really proud of that. And, and looking back on those songs, I'll listen to them every once in a while, and I kind of cringe at them and wish I could change things. But but I'm still proud of, like, of how it turned out for being, like, my first project and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. They're, they're, they are good songs, but I can understand how you, since you wrote them, looking back, it could be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But um, also, like last time you were going to, last time we spoke, you were meant to be leaving for Berkeley, Berkeley yeah. University. Mm-hmm. How'd you go on over there? Yeah, now I've come back and I'm actually, I'm not going back to Boston. I So I spent a semester at Berkeley this last fall. It was fantastic. Like, it was really great. I loved the city. The school was really cool and I learned a lot, but I mean... You know, you just kind of come to the realization that, like, some places you're just not meant to be. And, you know, there's a steep tuition over there. Like, it's bad. But um, so it was a good experience to have. I don't regret it at all. But, yeah, Berkeley is just not the place for me. I don't think that's where I have the best chance of succeeding in music, to be honest. And what were you studying there? So my principal instrument was guitar. And uh, so I had, like, a one-on-one guitar instructing class. I had, like, a jazz ensemble I would play in with other musicians. And then you just kind of have general, like, music theory-type classes. So you have, like, harmony, ear training, arranging, that kind of thing. Uh, it was a really great experience. Like, I learned a lot, especially about music theory and playing guitar and stuff that I can now apply to my songwriting. But 
you know, I made all of my new EP 21 hours. I made the whole thing, uh, like while I was at Berkeley, I just like recorded it in practice rooms and stuff. And, you know, I feel like that's my biggest accomplishment in music so far. And that's something I did entirely on my own. So I kind of came to the point where it's like, why am I paying for music school when I'm doing all the, the things I'm accomplishing the most, I'm just doing on my own, you know? That's what I was going to ask. Cause I've always sort of find it slightly weird that people like yourself, not weird. I just, I maybe don't fully understand. Like, I know you're a big fan of Ed Sheeran, like me. Yeah. Ed never went to, had any professional training. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? He didn't go to school. Like, what's your thought process for, like, why did you want to go instead of just doing it yourself? Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, the reason I went to Berkeley as opposed to just trying to take the Ed Sheeran route or something like that, or the Sean Mendes route of just blowing up on Vine, like, you know, like, I really wanted to be, I didn't want to just be a guy with an acoustic guitar playing a G chord, you know? Mm -hmm. I really, I really want to actually have some depth to my musicality and my ability as like a guitar player, as a singer, as a producer. And, uh, and I think I've slowly accumulated those skills over time. And that's stuff I've really worked hard learning on my own. Cause I like prior to Berkeley, I'd never taken any, any lessons. I'd never done pretty much anything. I've just been self-taught, but I went to Berkeley because I really wanted to kind of, I didn't just want to be another like singer songwriter. You know what I mean? Like kind of that cliche, mm -hmm brings his acoustic guitar to parties type guy, you know, but, uh, and you I think to... Berkeley did, did help me move away from that for sure. Kind of want to develop artistry a bit more. Right. No, for yeah. sure. For sure. Good, man. And so, it, was, and it was a great experience. Yeah. Good, man. So now you've left Berkeley, what are you for doing this semester this sort of this time? Yeah, sure. I'm actually going to the university of Minnesota. I start classes next week and stuff. And, uh, I'm planning on majoring in like political science. I might take a music class here and there just like for fun to keep up and stuff. But um, I'm hoping for the people that kind of follow me in my music. I hope there's not a misconception that I'm kind of giving up on the dream or anything by, by studying like something more practical, leaving Berkeley. Like music is still my number one focus. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you've heard this before that people will say like, if you have a dream in life, you can't have like a plan B or a black, a backup plan because then, you're not devoting yourself fully. And to be honest with you, I think that's kind of... That's bullshit. I, I think that's bullshit, yeah. I really yeah, do. Because it's like, if I stayed at Berkeley for four years, hypothetically, right? Mm -hmm. I'd graduate. I'd have like 200 grand in debt. And mm -hmm. I'd be competing for like playing in a bar yeah. for, 50, for $50 to go home to my studio apartment, you know? it's That's not the life I want, honestly. I feel like if I, if I want a career in music, I really think that's something that I can just accomplish on my own by putting out music, hoping something gains traction, you know, uh, accumulating a following and that stuff I can still do while I'm studying at the U of M for way cheaper. And then also, you know, it's, it's hard for like musicians like me and many others to come to the, come to the realization that there is a strong chance you might not succeed and have a career in music. Right. And that's mm, a hard, yeah. th that's a hard thing to come to grips with, but you know, I'm a realist. If that, if that ends up happening, I'd like to have something to fall back on. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, no, totally. Yeah. I'm doing interviews over Skype. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah. know what you're talking about, man. A hundred percent. That's good you can see that there. Yeah, definitely. for sure. Like, I, I don't want to be just completely naive and ignorant of the possibilities, but, uh, you know, music is still my focus. I want people to come out of all this, like, knowing that, that I'm still focusing on music. I'm still making stuff. I'm planning on releasing singles and stuff soon. So, yeah. That's good. Cool. That's good, man. So, you briefly touched on it earlier. Uh, sure. Your last EP, your latest EP, 21 Hours. How are you 
how are you feeling about that there now it's out uh i'm i'm very i'm very proud of that ep honestly i think that's by far the best music i've made so far the best songs i've written so far i think it's the most you know i think it's the most cohesive project because you know on my mind was just like some so- here's some songs i've written like enjoy and this 21 hours actually had you know a pretty cohesive idea that connects all these songs and you know there's an interlude there's kind of these shifts in tone and stuff and i i'm a lot more proud of kind of uh 21 hours as as a project as opposed mm-hmm. to on my mind just being more of a collection of songs if that makes sense yeah i get that but um so this is another ep this is your second ep mm-hmm. how you sure. are we going to expect an album uh how come you haven't put out an album and they're just sort of four track eps sure i'm actually you know i'm actually going to go in the opposite direction is what i'm what i'm thinking of right now nothing's really definite for the future but um you know but a lot you see a lot of artists like me like younger artists that are independent just putting out singles and singles and singles and they just have a bunch of individual songs on their spotify's and whatever mm-hmm. and my uh my kind of philosophy going into music was i want to put out a couple eps maybe and then i can start dropping singles and if those singles can gain traction and i can market those well people will go oh i like this guy i want to see his more music and i don't just have two other singles i've got a catalog of songs people can go listen to if that makes sense so you know I don't think an album would make sense for me to make right now being unsigned being still relatively a very small artist where you know an album is so many songs you got to put all that time into writing I produce everything myself like I mix and master everything myself um and also the attention span I feel like of today's music listeners slowly getting smaller and smaller where everyone can sit and listen to a 3 minute track but no one wants to listen to a 47 minute album you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Where uh, I think like the work that would go into an album, I'd love to make an album. I would love that, but I just don't think that that's. I don't think the the reward will will be worth it if that makes sense for how much work we need to go in for an album right now. But you know that's definitely something on the horizon. I'm definitely gonna end up making one someday. But yeah, I get that. Yeah, I see a lot. Yeah. There's a, it's like a landscape of a lot of artists sort of going into more sort of shorter tracks and EPs. Do you think yeah. that they're sort of detrimental nearly to music as a whole? And, or do you think it's beneficial? You know, because you touched on sort of the the short the attention span, shortness attention spans. Yeah, you know, I think there's multiple ways to look at it. I don't see it as a positive or a negative thing because, you know, you see guys like Kanye and Pusha T, like their whole group are putting out the whole seven song albums. You know, mm-hmm. and those are those are short albums and they're they're phenomenal. They're they're really like Pusha T, Daytona is is a masterpiece in my opinion, and that was only seven tracks long, where it's there's a lot of things you can do with just a few songs and, you know, use as kind of like the, the modern society, like I said before, the shortened attention spans. I think it's, it's almost a cool challenge to artists to be able to fit, fit more worth into a smaller amount of time, a smaller amount of music. And I think that's kind of a cool idea. And then on the flip side, you've got, you know, Spotify and Apple music where artists thrive off of like streams and stuff you have drake and migos putting out two and a half hour albums just for more streaming revenue and i think that is for sure detrimental to you know the future of music just piling songs on top of songs just for added streaming revenue i'm not a big fan of that but no that's fair i tend to agree with you there like yeah just people putting out stuff for the sake of it right yeah exactly no i'm so getting back to 21 hours yeah sure you have produced everything you said uh, is that sort of Russ uh, influence? How come you're doing all this? You're like sort of producing your own stuff. Russ influence. You know, a lot has been said about Russ, and 
I think he can be kind of an asshole sometimes, but I do respect I do respect him for doing it all himself. Um, and he's got so many songs, he's done it all himself, so I do respect that. And yeah, I think that's one thing that makes me so much more connected to 21 Hours than my first EP is that, you know, I might have mentioned in our interview a year ago almost that my first EP, I worked with like a producer in his recording studio. Like he helped me make the whole EP. He helped me. I didn't mix or master anything. I went in, I recorded the songs, and then he sent them to me a month later. And I said, here you go. And that was great. But, you know, 21 hours is like I put 10, 15 hours into each of these songs, like just in terms of like the mixing and mastering phases and just like slowly crafting these to be exactly how I want to hear them in my head, you know? So mm-hmm. I definitely feel more connected to the songs on this project just because of the of seeing them from start to finish and like it and it was it was just kind of all my it was like my baby you know like no one else really had any input in it which I'm not afraid of like creative collaboration or anything but it was it was kind of a cool experience to just be this all just came directly from me no one else contributed to this like it was kind of cool on from that aspect just for me to put out something into the world that you know only I had worked on which I was very proud of definitely so are you looking to continue that there do you want to keep on producing your own stuff or yeah, I'm going to keep producing my own stuff. I really respect artists who do that. And I'm not afraid to, like, if if in the future, fingers crossed, like, I get signed or something and I start working with other producers and studios, like, I'm all for that. But, you know, I never want to get to the point where where I'm just singing and playing guitar, but I'm not involved in actually, like, making the music, making beats, making anything. Like, I like to keep kind of... Because I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I know a lot of songwriters and musicians in general, they'll they'll hear the finished product in their head, you know, and like no other producer can understand what's what you're hearing in your head as the final song. So it's like that's why I love producing my like my own song start to finish is is like I know how I want it to hear in the end so I can like I'm the only person who can who can get it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So you like you can't explain it, but you know it. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. exactly. Exactly. I get that, man. Uh, definitely. But, but... You know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited and open to, to featuring people and like collaborating with other artists and producers and stuff. Like, I'm all for that. I'm not, I'm not that far rust yet. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, but as about mentioned that as well. How come you haven't had any features the last two EPs? There's been no feature, and I thought Berkeley yeah. would be a really cool place for you to have features surrounded no, yeah. by other artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the reason for that was was a I knew I I knew pretty early on in the semester that I wasn't going to come back to Berkeley so I think the vision I've had for my music since even before on my mind when I knew I wanted to start releasing music is I really want to you know solidify my tone as an artist solidify what I want my music to sound like before anyone else kind of features and stuff if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and I'm I do want I, I very much want features like later on in my music but you know I um I wanted to first kind of like solidify what my name as an artist is, what what people can expect to hear is my like genre and tone of music. But, you know, I did, um, I wish I collaborated a little more with artists from Berkeley, for sure. I do feel you on that. Like I did that, I did a video with a girl named Avery there that was my friend that we did like a live version of Blackout. That was really cool. Um, and, you know, me and my roommates who were guitar players, we would work on beats and stuff together, but I never really did like a fully fleshed out feature. But, um, mm-hmm. That's definitely stuff I want to do in the future for sure. No, no, that video you were talking about that was that was really cool. Whereabouts is that shot? That was right beside the river or something? Yeah, yeah, Charles River. Because uh, you know the Berkeley, uh, the campus is like you know four blocks away from the Charles River, and and that was really fun to go out and film that. It was like freezing cold, but it was fun. Yeah, it's cool, man. So yeah. 
you briefly talked about it earlier. Are you, are, are you looking to get signed or would you like to stay in the... Like, well, yeah, I for, I think I for sure am, but I mean, that's not my, that's not my primary focus at all. And I'm not, I'm not actively chasing that down as much as, you know, other, other unsigned artists might be, you know, um, my main focus is just, I want to make good music. I want to make music that people enjoy listening to and that hopefully gains traction in streams and popularity and stuff. Cause I mean, there's so many artists out there now that you, you don't need to get signed to have a career. Mm-hmm. You just need, you know, a following, you need social media presence, you need to make good music first and foremost. So, you know, if the the ultimate goal to get signed, I guess, from my perspective is just make good music and gain traction with it, gain a following and hopefully record labels will then notice me after all that goes down. But yeah. So you talk about the gaining traction and your social media and promotion and all. Do you handle all your business side of this year? Like, is that all you? Yeah, it's, it's about 90% me. I work on Instagram. I work with, um, I, I can't remember the name of the company, but I work with a guy who helps, uh, who helps market my Instagram and stuff. And, and it's, you know, there's like millions of, of marketing agencies and people that will say they'll help you grow your Instagram, Twitter, whatever. And, um, and none of them have ever seemed to work for me or they just give you ghost followers that aren't really real. But, you know, this one I'm working with actually gives me some pretty cool followers that like, are very interactive they're real people that like actually listen to my music so i'm all for it but 90 percent of everything i market is i do on my own you know like like i just send i send like 100 emails a day i like comment on 100 things a day to try to get people to you know come listen to my music like discover me and it's it's tough it's it's honestly really tough and uh but it's kind of a constant process. It's something I'm constantly getting better at. You know, I'm, you've probably seen, I'm starting to post YouTube videos again and marketing on YouTube is something I've always struggled with. I'm still struggling with. So that's kind of the next step in, in kind of growing a following, I think. Mm-hmm. And since, since you brought it up, your YouTube has really changed since we last spoke. Yeah. Yeah, it has. When you, so when you first started, if anyone doesn't know, uh, you started doing like covers of you know, songs you loved. Yeah. Are they all deleted now? I couldn't find them. I don't think. I do. Yeah. You know, I deleted a lot of those older videos because a I would go back and watch them and and cringe pretty hard, which is probably just a personal issue of of me like growing as an artist. But um, and the but the more important reason I deleted all those videos is because I wanted to start fresh on YouTube. I wanted to really just kind of have a blank slate to start creating new stuff, new content that was that was more interesting to the to my viewers and stuff. And I didn't want to just be like kind of. I didn't want to be tied down or held back by content I created in the past. Like, you know, those old covers I had, I just want to kind of, I kind of wanted to just like start fresh, if that makes sense. No, no. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you now you, instead of the covers, you're reimagining popular songs and sort of popular artists. Yeah. Yeah. And then those are the videos I've been making recently. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to conform my channel to a certain type of video quite yet. I haven't really found what works. Like you saw, I put like a Lost in Japan cover out. I've been doing just like a variety of different things, but that is my favorite thing to do right now is kind of, you know, people see like the singer songwritery side of myself on social media and like in my music, obviously a lot. So I kind of want to show the more producery side of myself and like, uh, cause that stuff I spend so much time doing. I want to be able to like share that with the world and like, and just have fun with it. You know, I think like producing opens such a wide door of like content you can create with it. Like I was doing, I like remixed the office theme song and that was kind of like a funny video, but like, and then I can reimagine thank you next Ariana Grande or wow by post Malone. You know, I think it's just like, it opens a door of like wide options of creativity that I can go to. And they're just fun to make honestly. And I hope people enjoy watching them. Yeah. No, like I've been watching them. I think more 
than your covers if that makes sense yeah no i feel like it's more about there's there's more of like a story behind like it's a process we guys see it exactly yeah the cover sort of one and done but this is this is something actually interesting yeah man Um, i really appreciate you saying that no it's no worries man like um the ariana grande one fucking killed me Mm -hmm. it was it was uh was it what if ariana made trap music yeah i think so yeah how do how do you come up with these ideas where does that process start with the Um, idea I'd be, you know, I got a credit, one of my favorite YouTubers of all time, his name's Aries, he's also a fantastic artist, he was, he's one of my favorites, honestly, and uh, I've posted him a lot on social media, he's reposted a couple of the things I've made, but um, he influences my YouTube more than anyone, because he was the first channel I saw that made kind of producery videos where he'll like remake a beat, or he'll like just show you how to do something cool, and I wanted to kind of do my own spin on that, and uh, you know, like where I get my ideas, like you're asking, I think I just like, I, as I, that thank you next video, that was just, I made that video and that song had just like, just came out, it was blowing up. And I was just like, what is something cool I could do that isn't kind of a cheap cop out of like, you know, a lot of people on YouTube just try to take advantage of like popular things. So like, I didn't want to just make a thank you next video to make a thank you next video. I wanted to kind of put my own spin on something and do something cool with it. So yeah, that was for sure. Kind of. The ideas are hard to come by, but when they do come, like they're pr- they're pretty cool and they're fun to make videos out of. So, so why are you, is it, why are you still like pushing your YouTube channel? Like, why is that still on your list? As, as ignorant as that sounds. No, yeah, no, that's a fair question. Absolutely. Um, I just think that it's it's uh, it's an area of creativity that I've never really fully taken advantage of. I think, and I think it's also an area of of being able to gain fans and gain a following that I've never really fully tapped into where, you know, I used to make those covers and those did okay, but they never really did it. They never really got to the places I wanted to go. And so, so I kind of shunned YouTube for a while. And then I kind of recently came to this, this point where it's like, YouTube is a place where I can do things I can't do anywhere else. I can't make these videos and put them on Twitter or Instagram and have, and let them have the same effect. And, you know, like I said, I wanted to showcase the more producery side of of my musicality. I just think it's a it's a it's honestly a huge market just to promote myself and my music and to hopefully gain people that will listen to my music. So, so so you said the covers weren't getting you the places you wanted to yeah. go. Where where are those places? If you know what I mean. No, yeah. Um, the places I want to go are ultimately it leads back to my music, and by my music, I mean. 21 hours on my mind and the future songs I will release like on Spotify, Apple music, the places I want to go is where I can put out a cool YouTube video. That's just a fun producer idea. And it gets enough views, comments. Like I have enough subscribers where I can actually get people to go over to Spotify and listen. I can actually get people to go over to Apple music and listen and share with their friends where that's ultimately the goal. I'm not trying to be the next Jake Paul. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to promote my, my actual art that I want to create and share with the world. And I just think YouTube is a really cool place to not only put out just creative, fun ideas like Thank You Next if it was trap. I just think it's a really, it's a big opportunity to promote my music that I don't think I was ever really taking advantage of. I think like you kind of learn these things as you try to market yourself as like an independent musician is you really have to take advantage of of every outlet of every way you can to to get your music and your name out there because everyone's trying to do it. So you got to figure out how to make yourself stand out. So I think I just needed to, you know, the covers you said, why did the covers not get me where I needed to go? Uh, I kind of realized no matter how good the cover is, it's hard to sit there for like 
five minutes on a fixed frame that's not cutting or changing at all and just watch a guy sing with an acoustic guitar of someone else's song for like five minutes that's that's tough to do i can barely sit through it and i think i was before i deleted all those videos i went back and i watched one of them and i realized it was like four minutes long and i couldn't even get through it and i'm thinking if i can't even get through it what's going to make some random person that comes across it why are they going to want to sit through it if i can't watch it myself so um that's kind of what has led to these new styles of videos where I'm trying to make them shorter, more to the point. I'm trying to edit them so they're interesting throughout. I'm trying to do more creative ideas that, you know, hold people's attention that is actually interesting, not just me trying to emulate another artist's song, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully that makes sense. A lot yeah, of no, sense totally. that, I guess. It's back to people just having short attention spans and how you can grab yeah. that. No, exactly, like, yeah. Now that, the self-aware, like, being so self-aware like you are, that's a really valuable tool, man. Yeah, thanks, so, man. The fact you can identify that old stuff wasn't working and sort of yeah, yeah. recalculate, that's dope, man. Definitely. Yeah, appreciate it. At this point, I want to try something that could be really, really trash. Okay. It's a wee segment game to kind of break us up. I have it called the shuffle game at the minute. Okay. Have you got your phone near you? I do, yeah. Yeah, we'll try this three times, and I want you to either... So basically, bring up shuffle, mm-hmm. and then either... Defend why that song is in your category or in your mm-hmm. list. Okay. Or, yeah, just basically say why it is in your phone. Okay. See. That's fair. So let's see. My first song that shuffled is Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Do you want me to play it or will the audio be weird? Uh, I can stick a wee clip in. Oh, sure, yeah. So Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. This must be, I must have saved this a long, long, long time ago. Um, Way before, 21 hours, way before On My Mind, I, uh, like when I was first getting into guitar, like when I was like nine or 10, I was really into like grungy kind of like just like rock and roll kind of stuff. Like I was into the Black Keys and Red Hot Chili Peppers kind of stuff, White Stripes. And um, so I'd be obsessed with songs like these. And I would sit there. I remember this song specifically, that that riff right there, the opening riff, which maybe you can play it, is like I would sit there for hours just trying to like figure out how to play that. And I mean, it's funny to look back because now, I mean, not to sound like a cocky dick but that's probably not like a big challenge for me to play now but I remember just like getting so frustrated and practicing for hours trying to figure out why I can't play this song but yeah right under the bridge right actually covered yeah it's a good song they're a great band yeah they're fantastic right second one let's see second one it's called freeway by dweeb so this is like a literally like a lo-fi beat that's like a minute and a half long and um that's kind of a random one to have on there so this song, I think I remember listening to it like on a plane. I was on a plane from Boston, I think. This is a pretty recent one. And I heard like the chord progression or the piano he used and it was just so like fascinating to me. Cause like making lo-fi beats sounds really simple, but that's something I've always tried to like figure out how to get that style perfectly right. So that's why I have that on there. Who's that by? Dweeb, D-W-E-E-B, Freeway. Check that out. And we'll go one more time cause this isn't going one too more. bad. One more. We got She by Ed Sheeran. Uh, I have lots of Ed Sheeran on my songs saved list. Um, You know, I don't actually listen to him that much anymore. If you saw like my 2018 end of the year Spotify rap thing, he wasn't even in my top five artists. He was like my number one the year before. But um, She by Ed Sheeran, this is one of my favorite Ed Sheeran songs of all time. Uh, It's one of his earlier ones that was on his EPs like before any of his albums. So like kind of has a special place in my heart definitely influenced on my mind a lot those were ed sheeran influenced songs but yeah she by ed sheeran i haven't heard that one oh that's fantastic go check it out definitely man because i remember um he's got a whole 
EP on YouTube. But I yeah. think it's called like the Moody Ballad of Ed or something. Like the Orange Room or something, something like that. There. Yeah. Well, this this one that I have here is is like five, and it's the compilation he he put out five EPs before uh, Plus when he got signed, made his album. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he has like five EPs. You should definitely go check out. That one's off of like Loose Change, I think it's called. But yeah, she Ed yeah. Sheeran. Definitely, man. Well, that didn't go as bad as what I thought. That's a cool segment. I, I respect it. I like it. I'm just I was just waiting for something really really corny to come up. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. You. Um, so when we spoke about on my mind, mm-hmm. you you said that there was about two girls, two different girls. Mm-hmm. Who's this here one about? Who's twenty one hours about? Yeah, who's twenty one hours about? Twenty one hours is about my girlfriend who I've been dating for over a year. Uh, very much in love with her, and yeah, these songs were just about you know long distance relationships. And you know, I wrote, I didn't even start writing it, did not even start making it until I was already in Boston. So, and I, and then I obviously finished it and released it while I was still in Boston. So it was kind of like encapsulating this this moment in time in my life where we were in this long distance relationship and just like talking about the things that were hard about it, the struggles, like what was good about it, you know, definitely the interlude, you can kind of hear like, I like, I put a sample in that I won't say what it's from, but it's from a YouTube video I found from a very, very popular account. But um, I just like put in, it was, that's the thing I kind of mentioned way earlier in this interview that I love 21 hours because it's like this actual cohesive idea of like distance and what it means to like be so far away from like the person you love and stuff like that. So one person oh, that's good to clear up um yeah even your even the title yeah i think i seen you in a q a Q&A you done on instagram yeah i think even, i posted like a screenshot of it yeah yeah what was the title yeah 21 hours yes yeah, so 21 hour 21 hours is the uh amount of time it takes if you google maps it is the amount of time it takes to drive from my dorm in berkeley to her dorm and uh back in minnesota so 21 hours had a nice ring to it, I thought. Yeah, that's nice, man. Um, how does she feel like being the subject of? She loves it. She loves it. <laughs> she absolutely loves it, and uh, yeah, her family—they all like love listening to it. Um, and and you know, I'm like, I'm one of the a lot of artists you see will like be very secretive about stuff, and like, I I don't know, I don't understand that really. I don't mind like kind of sharing my personal life with people that follow my music, like sharing the influences behind like the lyrics that I write and stuff. I think that stuff can make it a lot more powerful. So yeah, she mm, loves sweet. it though. She loves being the center of attention and getting a whole EP being about her. So yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Now that's EP and the last one did sort of, they both follow the same topics of love and relationships. Yeah. Are you like in any way worried that it may get a bit repetitive? Do you want to branch out into other sort of topics and explore other themes? No, yeah, for sure. You know, I definitely do. And and I mean, I don't want to share too much about my future music, but I've been writing songs that are a lot more uh a lot more diverse in, in terms of their topics and like lyricism and uh 'cause you know, and you can definitely hear an on my mind, you can hear the Ed Sheeran influences off the charts and uh and Ed Sheeran songs are obviously very just like love based love songs and you know, mm-hmm. the less I listen I get influenced by by artists like that, the more I just kind of stray into just being creative in what I'm writing about, creative in what I want my songs to be about, about, about and the topics and stuff. So, but you know, at the same time, I uh, I hear a lot of artists that that put out songs that aren't like based in relationships or or love or anything like that, and I think it can come off as 
I don't know. It's just kind of corny sometimes if you're just writing about like, like what it takes to make it or like, you know, like I hate my job or something like that, where it's like that it's cool to write. I'm not saying it's bad to write songs about that kind of stuff, but um, I think the reason love songs are so persistent is because it's such a, it's, it's funny to me and it's really kind of fascinating to me that you can write a song, a love song that's very specific to your life and your experiences. But at the same time, it's, it's just such a universal emotion that anyone can listen to and really find something to connect with so i think that's why that's the main reason why i'm drawn to writing songs in that way is because i think that they kind of evoke the most emotion and the most universal kind of connection in people so but i'm definitely branching out in my newer stuff to just kind of being more you know just like approaching stuff in not such a two-dimensional way i think so that's dope man uh yeah so you're recording right now then have you got new stuff sort of in the pipeline yeah. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of always recording even like, you know, a week after 21 hours came out, I was already kind of working on new stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot, I talk about this with a lot of producer friends I have that you kind of hit this rut of like perfectionism where you scrap, you scrap like 99% of the projects you make. Cause like, you know, you hear that you hear the song in your head, the finished product in your head, like I said, and you get so frustrated that like, you can't figure out how to get it there. And like, I, I fall into that a lot. So these past few months have just been a lot of trial and error, a lot of writing songs. I, I write probably like three songs a day at this point and uh, just trying to get stuff to stick, you know, and trying to get the production to to meld like perfectly with the lyrics I'm writing. So it's, it's, a, it's a really fun process, frustrating at times, but it's fun and I'm excited for just kind of, I'm excited to put out new stuff. I love making music. Like I'm, I'm excited to just share new songs with the world, you know. Yeah, man. So, what what have you got planned for this year? Have you have you planned to put an EP? Are you planned to? Yeah, you know, sort I, of set in stone? I don't want to share too much, but I'd say I'm definitely going to release individual songs. I'm not sure how many, but I'm definitely going to. I'm not just going to release like a trilogy of EPs in a row. I'll just I think I'll just leave it at that. That I'm not just going to, because you know that's one thing I I'm kind of kicking myself over looking back on that I released on my mind in November of 2017 and uh and then I realized I just kind of sat around and didn't really work on making the next thing until the next November came around because 21 hours came out like almost within the the same week but a year later Mm -hmm. and uh I think that was like such a crucial mistake that I'm kind of angry at myself for making that you know I want to be putting out songs like every couple months or so so people can like listen to it and then be reminded of my older music that they can go back and listen to and just kind of keeping relevancy over time where I just want to be constantly creating and not just kind of put something out and go okay like I made my EP for the year I can just kind of relax now so yeah it's trial and error man yeah for sure it's all trial and error definitely um so uh yeah sorry I've made to say um music videos you haven't put out any music video really I actually no no I haven't put out any music videos except for like the live blackout version I did, which isn't really a music video, but um, mm-hmm. I've, I've been talking, I've got some really talented photography f- photography and like videography friends that are really good at that stuff that, you know, I'm trying to get some stuff going. And um, I think music videos are such an important thing in like today's, in the, in the way music is consumed nowadays that I feel like I should be more diligent about it. But, you know, my mind's always just been focused on like, I need to make good music, like, who would watch a music video if the music isn't already good. But, you know, that's something I struggle with is I know that music videos, I've had so many people ask me about them and uh, and why I haven't put any out. And it's just because I've been way too focused on just the music itself. And then, like, once I put it out, 
once I put out 21 hours, I'm already thinking about the next thing. So I'm not, I don't like to live in the past and like be making music videos, but I mean, they're definitely coming in the future. I can say that, that they're definitely coming. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been in talks with people about making music videos. So I'll just leave it at that for now. It's cool. So is this stuff in like, have you got stuff planned for newer stuff or would you go back and probably only one for like blackout say or something like that? Um, let's say all of the above. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to give out too much yet, but all of the above. That's fair, man. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think that's just going to wrap up now, Alec. Um, awesome, man. Where can the people find you? Your socials? Uh, my Instagram is at Alec Wigdahl. My Twitter is at Alec underscore Wigdahl. But most importantly, go check me out on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. Just look me up, Alec Wigdahl. I got two EPs out. 20, 21 Hours is my most recent EP. Go check it out. Go subscribe to me on YouTube, Alec Wigdahl. I put out videos every week. Hopefully you enjoy them. So, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. You've practiced that? I never have. That was just off, that was just off the dome, you know? That was my <laughs> five fingers of death freestyle right there. <laughs> nice. Um, do you want, can we use one of your tracks as an outro? Uh, I'd love if, you know, people, I've actually had people use it in YouTube videos with their own. Some of my friends that make YouTube videos, uh, mm -hmm. like Dancing in the Rain, the little, oh, that, mm -hmm. that gets used a lot, so go for it. Can I use like a full clip? Because I've just got this here stuff on um, Spotify. Mm -hmm. and I used to use like just anyone's music and I'm really worried about getting sued now. <laughs> so we're a copyright claim. So can we use a full song? Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, do I pick? What'd you say? Do I pick one song? Any of your work? Go for Like Summer, how about? Like Summer is lethal, man. Listen, <laughs> Alec, thank you very much for yeah, joining us. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Good talking to you. Good day, man. Once again, I want to thank Alec for coming on. I really enjoyed that there, first interview back. It was a nice catch up with him, see how he's doing. Uh, if you enjoyed his stuff or you enjoyed this here song coming up, go check out his social medias. He just mentioned them all. And if you want to follow me, yeah, I'm on Twitter. It's at RyanDuff44. And uh, Instagram's RyanDuff, or Ryan underscore Duff with three Fs. Check me out there. I've started to post a bit more. And of course, the Spinning Pebble social media is just Spinning Pebble. No one else wanted to name that tragic. And again, wherever you're listening to this at, please like, subscribe, leave a review, give us some feedback. And I hope you've enjoyed. This song coming up is Like Summer by Alec Bickle. Enjoy. thousand miles away from my girl i'm locked away i'm tired of running this race can't find the words to say loving you in every way baby i need to see your face cause through the coldest winter nights and through every stupid fight you got me feeling like summer So baby, turn down all the lights I can tell what's wrong or right But you got me feeling like summer Cause through the coldest winter nights And through every stupid fight You got me feeling like summer Baby, turn down all the lights I can't tell what's wrong or right But you got me feeling like summer
So call me once or call me three times, baby Cause you know I can't fall asleep until you're home safely And I know, I know it's all too much sometimes But just know that I'm yours and you are mine Cause through the coldest winter nights And through every stupid fight You got me feeling like summer So baby, turn down all the lights I can't tell what's wrong or right But you got me feeling like summer Cause through the coldest winter nights And through every stupid fight You got me feeling like summer So baby, turn down all the lights I can't tell what's wrong or right But you got me feeling like summer Feeling like summer, baby See, I've been missing you lately Feeling like summer, baby Girl, you got, girl, you got Feeling like summer, baby I've been missing you lately Feeling like summer, baby Got me going crazy Cause through the coldest winter nights And through every stupid fight You got me feeling like summer So baby, turn down all the lights I can't tell what's wrong or 